Welcome to the 34th installment of the CKTH podcast. I'm John Vincent Campbell, and today's episode is with the artist Eric Somer. Hailing from Minnesota and a longtime resident of New York City, Eric now resides in Catskill, New York, where he continues to create new works of his own and manages Mott Projects, a growing space for international creators. Eric is a gentleman, a scholar, and someone who also knows his sports. Big respect and appreciation. Cheers and enjoy. Eric, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you? Doing wonderful. Uh, as we were uh, just saying, it's like the beginnings of the 40 degree weather uh, rain, but soon to be otherwise. Yeah. 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 But there's, there's a lot going on. Keep us occupied. Keep us busy. Um, I just want to say a long time listener, first time caller. So uh, thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Much appreciated. Um, where are you from? Yeah, uh, born and raised in Duluth. I'm a proud, proud Duluthian, uh, Duluth, Minnesota, which is, if you're not familiar, on the tip of Lake Superior. Um, really cool city, figuratively and literally. Um, beautiful city. A lot of ships going through, big bridges, beautiful aerial lift bridge, and a really super cool music scene. Uh, great music scene, great art scene, and really athletic, really active. Uh, citizens. Um, it's always like 90,000, never gets bigger, never gets smaller, the population. Um, but just like a great, great place to grow up. A lot of parks, a lot of creeks and rivers to explore. Um, yeah, so I'm from Duluth, home with uh, Bob Dylan and some other people as well, probably. And is the Duluth, is the Duluth brand still like anchored in Duluth? I think it's Wisconsin. I think they moved to Wisconsin. They okay. do have pretty good commercials, though. Props to the commercials. They do. Yeah. I got. I got. I got to hand it to them. So <laughs> I've had some, uh, you know, brushes in my life. You could say with folks from Minnesota. Mm. Shout out Angela uh, if she ever listens to this. Um, but uh, let's get right down to it. I know that. I know that Minnesota nice is a thing, mm-hmm. but is it really a thing? It's. It's. It is. It is a thing, um, and. It's very, it's passive aggressiveness is what it is. That's what it comes down to. Um, You know, Minnesotans are great at starting up conversation, chatting, being, being friendly on the surface. And then as, you know, but as soon as you try to get in front of me in line, it's like, no, no, no. Like I'm, I'm, you know, it kind of like comes out a little bit. Um, So yeah, it's, 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 it's tricky. Um, People are friendly for sure. It's a great place. I mean, everyone should go visit Minneapolis, St. Paul, Duluth. I mean, great, great places to visit. Uh, good people. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's mostly passive aggressiveness. That's that's what I'm learning since I've been removed from it. Got it. Got it. So you've been removed from it now for how long? Uh, let's see. I moved uh, 2003-ish. Moved out to New York City. Okay. All right. So growing up in Duluth, you know, um, that era, just sort of, I guess, t- 
time capsule it for us. Like, what was that like? God, it was awesome, man. So born in 78. So I grew up in the 80s. Uh, Duluth, I was in the 80s. Um, and it was just BMX biking everywhere with my friends. Um, played a lot of hockey, which is a lot of like neighborhood neighborhood kids, a lot of hockey. Um, actually, I was neighbors with this high school star. His name is Dave Spihar, if anyone's into like Minnesota hockey. But he's like the greatest high school player of all time. Uh, he was a neighbor, so hung out with him a lot. Another kid named Matt Zellin, who like, I think he swam in the Olympics. Another girl named Kara Wheeler, who's like this, now she's Kara Gouch and living in Boulder. And she's like this like Olympian runner. I mean, it was just like this crazy like neighborhood pack of kids running around together. Um, you know, when I grew up to do like pretty interesting things. Yeah. So a lot of like biking around, a lot of soccer outside, a lot of in the winter, you're just outside, you're playing hockey, you're messing around in the snow, building forts um so letting off steam just a really really cool neighborhood good public schools um really fun memories just a really really happy childhood so just to sort of you know check off one more box here can you ice fish and or fly fish um i've actually never done either and it's funny because I, I i've also lived in montana a few different times um so personally i know i'm over two <laughs> Well, count me in. Count me in that mix as well. Although, <laughs> although I guess ice fishing doesn't require the most skill uh, exactly. out there in that in that exactly. realm. Um, exactly. So, so just to sort of stick on on this uh, Minnesotan and meet sports kind of realm, you yeah. know, who were the icons for you growing sure. up that you loved back then and yeah. that you still love today? Yeah, totally. So back then, I mean, this is the eighties, right? Um, it was pre-Timberwolves, pre-Wild with the North Stars. Um, but it was it was the Twins and the Vikings. Um, and, you know, the Twins, and, you know, I'm sure we'll, like, talk about the Vikings and just kind of Minnesota sports in general. But, you know, we're 9-2. and two. I'm just trying not to – I still have my guard up a little bit just because we always find a way to – what is it? Snatch def- defeat from the jaws of victory kind of thing. You know, Great, great sports town, great city, but we only have two World Series titles to our name, 87 and 91 for the Twins. Um, and I was actually at game two of the 87 World Series, which was pretty awesome. Dan Gladden, I remember hit a home run. I mean, but yeah, so growing up, it was Kirby Puckett was the guy for sure. Right. Uh, Puck 34, he was like the dude. Uh, he was a bad And then like Ken Herbeck and like Frank Fire, like those those 80s Twins were really fun, really, really fun to watch. Um, Frank Viola had some had had a certain thing about him that se- just seemed like he was probably a good hang. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. 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 Sweet music violin. Like I remember that world series against the Cardinals in 87, like all the signs, like the, you know, like the people would like bring signs to the games. And one of them was like by a vowel Herbeck. Cause he spells it like H R B E K was a big one. Sweet music viola. Cause he just like dominated in that series. And then, uh, Gary Gaetti was pretty awesome. Uh, Burt Blylevin who's now like the announcer for the twins circle me Bert. He's just like, a, he's a good guy. He's a goofball, a uh, good pitcher back then. Um, man. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. That was, that was, that was a blast. It's funny hearing you say that, you know, you only captured two world series because <laughs> me growing up in San Diego, it's like, you know, the Padres made it in 84 and then mm-hmm. I moved in 98. Right. Mm-hmm. And both times they actually ended up, Facing off against uh, the Tigers the first time, I think they got swept. Mm-hmm. Right, they were good back then. Game. And then yeah. the Yankees, of course, were historically great in '98, mm-hmm. and and the Padres did get swept in that World Series. 
right. Chargers won Super Bowl to their, you know, checkered past. And, and mm-hmm. now I can't even look at the, <laughs> the Bulls right. because they're like, uh, you know, they scorned out. They scorned the same this the town totally. San Diego. So who do you support for football then? Who's your team? You know, so I've gone through a little bit of a journey um, the last little bit. And my, my mom is from Cleveland originally. So I was like, ah, maybe nice. I could be a Browns fan. Yeah. However, sure. you know, uh, really my absolute OG, and this comes back to Minnesota now, my like absolute OG um, hero for sports, maybe in general growing up was Randall Cunningham. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You know, because I just feel like nice. yeah. he had like not enough people say this about Randall, who's an interesting personality. I, I believe he's a very happy like pastor nowadays and all that kind of thing. However, mm-hmm. back in those days, uh, this guy was dating Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, there was this uh, show like this, like uh, way ahead of its time, like almost kind of um, entourage-esque sitcom on HBO that I, th- I think was called first and 10 do it again. And <laughs> so I'm like eight, nine years old and <laughs> right. had a, they had like a teaser for the show on HBO and they showed Randall um, in like a jacuzzi, like maybe up to like, you know, there's like <laughs> shoulders in the jacuzzi right. on like an old school, like nineties cordless, <laughs> like, like, phone big phone right big phone <laughs> maybe he had a small chain on like a michael jordan like you know early day chain right right he's like laughing in the jacuzzi on the phone and i'm like that's the coolest guy of all time oh for and sure like, sure enough <laughs> this guy i mean you watch the swag of modern day players i think that many of them got that kind of look either from randall cunningham or Deion sanders and like sure. i am happy to go to the mat for that totally 100 percent Hundred percent agree. I don't know if I saw a quarterback rock a clear visor at yeah, yeah. any time before Randall Cunningham did, and that yeah, was yeah. way back. Isn't that funny? Because then Jim McMahon tried it and just like he couldn't really pull it off. Yeah, he came at an, an interesting to your point. <laughs> he was on the San Diego Chargers when he when he was. Oh, rocking. that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah. in any case, Randall Cunningham did have some of his best seasons for the Vikings. Sure. And that's funny because I always think like Eagles, you think the Eagles, but he right. he, did, he was legit for Minnesota. He played very, very well. Yeah. So to, 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 to answer your, your first question, I am actually uh, an Eagles fan now. You, you've talked about the uh, Sunday pods with Andre. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out West Philly Hippie. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I've gotten into the Eagles team. I, I mean, yeah. it, it seems like one of those uh, environments where the fans are legitimately out of their minds. Oh, totally. Yeah. Completely. I, I think everybody knows that. Uh, yeah. Great, like, locker room personalities, and they just play their ass off. And so I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go back, actually, to being an Eagles fan because when I was a fan of Randall, um, I had, like, Eagles garb, like, head to toe. from like, Yeah, yeah, the puffy camp. jacket and all that. Oh, absolutely. Totally, man. It's because I'm, you know, growing up in the Midwest, I think of – you know, aside from like LA, New York, for the big sports towns, it was like Detroit and Chicago. You know, but I would right. put Philly up there, man. Philly's just like they're fanatics, dude. Eagles, Flyers, Phillies. I mean, seventy sixers. How dope are they? Like, what a great town. It, 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 I, I, I literally like every single time that Andre and I chat. It's like it, it just you can just tell how deep. Just like Boston, like you said, mm-hmm. Boston, Boston, another one for sure. Right, totally. like. 
it's just the lineage and the levels of emotion and like the, the muscle memory that fans have for Mm -hmm. these teams. And I mean, I think that the Eagles were kind of a tortured franchise for a long time Mm -hmm. until they got over that hump where they beat Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Good for you. That's good. Yeah. So it feels good to have a, a small allegiance. Figure that out. Back, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Because I'm not exactly authentic to Philly, but nonetheless, right? Well, it works out. But that, I mean, hey, I, you know, I had friends who were born and raised in LA who were huge Bear fans. I mean, they're like Los Angeles fans for everything because football is like the Bears. So whatever works, you know. What? No, I, I mean it, it's been very liberating to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because well, because loyalty is a funny thing, especially mm. when it comes to sports. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. So you don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to feel inauthentic to to what mm-hmm. you're doing on on any mm-hmm. of those fronts. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so true to the person that you are today, I um, I reckon that even as a kid, uh, that you were majorly into both sports and art. More probably more sports growing up. I was super athletic. Um, you know, I was just with with friends, just playing every like baseball, basketball, football, like soccer, hockey, like every everything. Right. Um, and so. I guess fast forward a little bit. So then, yeah, grew up in Duluth. And then when I was maybe 12, uh, moved to Montana. We moved to Helena, Montana. Um, and I was there for like three years. And that's when I got really into soccer. Um, just playing on like, just like select clubs and invitations, that kind of thing. Cause like, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, kind of around there was like the soccer, the soccer huge, Beastie Boys era. Huge tournaments. All huge that. tournaments going up to Canada, just like big, big tournaments. Um, I remember there was this like summer clinic that came in this like dude from like England would come in every summer and it was like this invitational thing. And I was always like MVP and I was, I was like pretty, I was like pretty good. Um, and then moved one more time to Lincoln, Nebraska for basically high school. Um, and that's when I, that's when I got more into like music. I think I started with like visual arts came kind of late actually. Um, it was, it was more like really discovered music kind of high school, like the nineties, you know? Right. Um, just great, great music. Um, really got into music, kind of played some music, messed around. And then really for like visual arts, fine art, I uh, graduated college, uh, started a band back in Duluth, did that for a few years. And then I was like, I'm going to move to New York and, you know, be a painter. And so I, I applied for MFA programs without having any type of like art, you know, BFA or any type of art background. Um, and just kind of like went for it and it, it didn't work out. Um, so really got into the visual arts now, probably like, you know, college. Um, and, and talk about that student experience in, in terms of art making. Yeah, totally. Um, a lot of like looking, studying probably like, you know, uh, junior, senior of high of college, a lot of friends who were artists to me was hanging out in studios, just like partying or whatever. It looked cool. I didn't really think too much of it. Um, and then after college um i kind of i started reading i was playing music liked it but didn't love it um but i knew i wanted to do something creative something that I could kind of control and like build up and just have like an outlet and so i started looking at you know like mark rothko and like pollock and all these people kind of like the classic like new york like 50s artists whatever um rauschenberg maybe rauschenberg totally just like everyone you know all the great they're like you know the, the great dead white man kind of thing but then from there you know that was like my introduction and then i kind of went backwards and forwards um you know got into basquiat like everyone uh like warhol and then backwards like caravaggio um and just like some of these like greats um and then 
I remember looking at like a looking at like a Rothko and a Pollock, and I was like, yeah, I could probably pull that off. <laughs> I could, I could probably do something like that. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I could, I could do that. I got. It. Let's let's do that. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, honestly, early work was probably pretty derivative of that. There's definitely some like Rothko in there, and then just you know playing with paint and figuring things out, and going to grad school and having a studio in the city in Manhattan, um, and just meeting other like art kids and running around and being crazy, and then kind of building up to where it is today, you know? Um, so now it's been what, 20 years, I suppose, uh, just like going at it, um, the, you know, finally starting to get somewhere. So uh, yeah, it's been a good ride. No, you, you've obviously had an incredible ride. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, I've very much enjoyed one meeting you and then two, you know, it's one of these sort of experiences where like, you're like, wow, I, 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 like, I was excited to just read more about the stuff that you had been doing. Oh, cool. And okay. to sort of like pull, I don't want to say a highlight or anything like that, but, um, and writing clouds, great name. Thank you. Uh, which Good opened life. in New York in 2013 mm-hmm. was, I guess, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, your first kind of signature cement installation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Before that, I had a show. I might have had another show in New York. I had a show in London um, and I was doing these paintings with they were really like kind of thick and flaky, basically MFA paintings, mixing cement with like oils and acrylics and it would flake and peel. And they were really beautiful. Um, So I had a show in London, sold a bunch of pieces and the dealers were like, let's do it again, like now. And I'm like, I don't know. Um, And then, yeah. So then had that show at, at Rooster Gallery and it was upstairs. It was like. I think like three or four, just like really nice paintings. And then downstairs, it was an apartment, like a cemented New York City apartment. The piece was called Apartment 4B. Um, And it was was like a couch and a table and a lamp and like a desk and um, maybe like a footstool or something, you know. And it was, you kind of walked on these stairs, like down, down the stairs into this like gallery space. The you know the lighting was like dramatic and it was it was like a great it was a really cool piece um, and that just freed me up from number one I don't have to just do like the kind of peely flake colorful paintings I can do this you know um, or maybe I don't want to do this either maybe I can do something else now later so it, it just it was very like liberating um, to make the piece and to show the piece and you know it's got a little got some uh, got a little bit of like press or started to get noticed you know. And so it's been, I think I've had a few cement pieces now, maybe like four or five different pieces. Right. I wanted to ask you, so the the first one that, that sort of you introduced me to that sort of series mm-hmm. was the Volvo 240. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which yeah, yeah. I, I immediately was like, oh my God, like I felt sort of similar to Randall Cunningham. Like I, I feel like <laughs> right. one, I grew up basically inside that car. Right. Sans, right, right. of course. Right. Uh, you know, and then two, just... <laughs> The look of it, you know, I, I think it's there's just something so powerful about that iconic Swedish oh, yeah. shape. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It, beautiful. it really beautiful is car. just a beautiful oh, yeah. car. The like the coolest cars. And what you were able to do with a medium like concrete, which, you know, uh, I'm not a I'm not a mason uh, <laughs> per se, but, but I mean, that, that requires some skill. It was, yeah, that was, so that piece, so by then, a few thoughts. Like, by then, I was, my friends are kind of starting to blow up a little bit, and I, I felt like I wasn't getting enough attention. So part of me was like, I'm going to go big. I'm going to, like, just fuck it. I'm going big. Like, 
look at me. You know what I mean? And so like each of the pieces, they all kind of tell a story. And so that piece, the original piece was in a shipping container. The the It was like this alternative space in Red Hook. Um, and it was a shipping container. I was like, well, the story is somebody's moving and he's like moving his car. Right. And so it's, and I knew, it, which was actually interesting because then I had the dimension. So I knew I wanted a kind of a smaller car. So at first I was like a, like those old like Honda Civics or like Honda Accords. Something would kind of like fit in. Then I was like, well, you might as well make it interesting looking. So I was looking at Porsches. I was looking at Saabs. Um, but then the Volvo, I found it upstate and just drove it down. Uh, found it from like this, found it from this like young lady. I didn't have the heart to tell her like what was about to happen to it. Um, it was like her, it was, uh, so yeah, I bought it for 500 bucks and, you know, and made it from somewhere upstate to Brooklyn and <laughs> got to work on it. Um, but they, yeah, that was a great piece. And then ended up going to a group show in Mono Contemporary, which is this really great space in New Jersey. Um, it was kind of like the centerpiece of like this really big show. And it just looked really cool being inside like a big space as well. You could really kind of walk around it and see like different angles and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, where is said Volvo right now? Um, so I knew, I knew that I needed an out, like when the show was over, because no one's going to buy it. Who's going to buy it? Um, and so I had a, I had a scrap person lined up in New York. Brilliant. Um, and he, he's going to give me like 500 bucks for it. And I kept saying like, it's going to be like painted in cement. He's like, no problem. But then it went from that space in Brooklyn to New Jersey. So then I was actually in London when like that show was closing. So I called up the, the dude. I was like, Hey, the car is ready. He's like, no, it's in Jersey. I can't, I can't like cross straight lines now. I can't like cross state lines. So then I'm in London, just like calling, it's <laughs> like random, like scrapyards. Like, Hey, I got this like Volvo. Um, and some, yeah, someone got it. Someone picked it up and I guess parted it out. I don't know. It broke what, color, what color was it originally? It was, ah, oh, wow. It was like a, I want to say like a, like a black with like a maroon stripe. I mean, I do have colors and I remember like a couple of stick, or I do have pictures of it and a couple of like stickers on the back, like a butterfly sticker. Oh, nice. It was this young lady I bought it from. She had driven it down from Alaska, you know? And she's like, it was like her baby, you know? This is like her car. Um, this was an automobile. Was, this is an automobile of destiny. I, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think it was black. I think it was black with like a little maroon stripe. And then the inside right. was like the classic kind of like tan, like five speed, you know, just bomb, just like a great car. Beautiful car. Is there, okay. So sort of a two-parter follow up that one, is there a favorite work, you know, that you have using the cement and then number two, and I've read some things about the second part. Is there a consistent feeling or sort of inspiration or through line for that entire series that 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 you can share sure um favorite i'm trying to think i did one in berlin it was like a laundromat like clothes hanging on a, like a wire and that one was cool because i had this residency in berlin and i just showed up with like a laptop you know i was like i'm gonna figure out the piece when i get there um and it was so you know i kind of got the supplies when i was there and made it happen which was a nice challenge um the dentist office was neat. That was in, that was the most recent one. That was in Brooklyn. Um, and it was a, you know, it was a space that I was kind of given to like use and it had like the chair, you know, that's all the, like the chair and then maybe like the, 
like the cupboard or whatever, you know, like the uh, drawer, or like the cabinet thing, um, the desk or whatever. And so I was like, well, that's like pretty awesome. Um, so I went and got like the lamp, you know, like the overhead lamp and like all the, <laughs> just like the, I don't know, like the toothbrush and the, all that kind all of stuff. The, all of the requisite paraphernalia. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that one was fun. That was, that was cool. Um, you know, it's funny. Like I remember when, okay. So for like the apartment for be the first one I had it done and it's all about like dimensions. I was like, I have one more piece is the couch. Um, I was holding off to find it because it had to fit in my studio door and then out my studio door and then into the gallery. Right. So it's like, we we're kind of working with like dimensions and ended up finding this great kind of fluffy, cushy chair thing that we could like tip and it like just totally worked. Um, so that was, that was a fun challenge, like making it happen. You know what though, actually, now that I'm thinking of it, the one that I really enjoy, it was like this, it looks like it's a room being painted. There's like a ladder and like a drop cloth. Right. That one was cool because it was, I was using, um, drywall and then would kind of like paint the drywall. So it looks like it's like the, the drywall is being painted with cement. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was neat. Like coming, having it come together was really cool. I thought the drywall was really neat. So yeah, each one, each one, you know, had its own little challenge. When I started with the vault, I, I did it like in July or something. It was like hot. I'm outside working on it. And what I do is I like, first I gesso it and then I would put like a matte medium and then like the cement. Um, and I put the gesso on it, it just like kind of like bubbled up, you know? So I, I kind of like gessoed this car, but it wasn't, the gesso wasn't really sticking. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I hope this works. Um, and then, you know, everything out, you know, it worked out. But there's always like little surprises. Of course. And, and I mean, in terms of like just the overall message, like, is there, sure. is there like a, you know, there, there's obviously kind of a, a feeling of something being kind of stark and desolate when it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. concrete. Totally. Um, you know, they each tell stories. Um, you know, so Dennis office, like, it's almost like each little scene, each little setting, you're almost, you feel like I wanted to feel like the viewer is like interrupting, you know, it's like the person just stepped out. I'm kind of like looking around, like the person, the dentist just kind of stepped out, you know, I'm waiting for the dentist, like, um, this is room being painted. I'm just kind of like went to like grab a coffee or something. And you're kind of looking around, like, I'm not sure I can be here sort of thing. So I do want it to be a little bit eerie for yeah. the viewer. I do want it to be a little, it's very, very quiet. It's like very silent. It's, it's, it's this weird thing where cement is like this kind of heavy material, industrial material, but it goes on really soft and it's like, and it makes the air like really thick and really quiet. Um, and you just kind of go there and you're just standing in this scene and it's a little bit uncomfortable and you're a un- little bit uneasy. Um, and it's just like this deafening silence everywhere. Um, and it's not like, I'm not, I don't think I'm like political. I'm not like talking about like paving forests or anything like that. To me, it's just using a, a heavy kind of gross material, like in a different sort of way, making it beautiful, help, helping people see things that are often overlooked um decay and whatnot trying to control time basically that's what it comes down to so that's a word that that i definitely you know had have read you know in in terms of some of the um you know critical acclaim really about a lot of these things you've done and Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 decay part and when Mm -hmm. i think about it i'm like there's almost like a at least for me it maybe it's just just my my sort of pop culture coming out here but there was a very strong kind of Blade Runner esque oh, cool. amount of mojo happening. Totally, which is which e- with each of these works. Sure, absolutely. Um, 
Absolutely. And I think without knowing, I've actually never seen Blade Runner. I'll add it to my list. I'll put it on the list. I have, I have a running list of like videos to, to watch. So I, you know I'll what? I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to report <laughs> that our main man Ryan Gosling did not disappear oh, in this. Oh, good. Sequel. So okay, good. Okay, watch good. the first one with Daryl Hannah and Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, right? Okay. And then Got pop it. on the Gosling version. They're both Gosling's, Gosling's money, dude. Reynolds and Gosling are both can't really go wrong. So. No, I mean, and, and I mean, I, I love saying this. I think I've probably said it at least twice on the pod now. But <laughs> anybody who can, uh, I guess, ape a Marlon Brando accent, tell tell the world about it, and right. then keep rocking it for the rest of right, his right. career, right? And get away with it. You know, he's doing right, 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 right. Oh, totally correct. Well, that's what I'll do tonight. I'll watch the first one tonight, and then tomorrow night. You know, well, it's fresh. I'll watch like the, the remake, and the next time we chat, we can uh, we can talk about it. Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> nice. Okay, so fast forwarding a little bit, because um, I'm really curious one to hear and talk more about just how you kind of naturally just sort of eased your way into the world of art, the world of making art, uh, yeah. being a student. But yeah. now you're also, of course, like facilitating, you know, a platform for a number of other artists. You and I met at your space, Mott Projects in Catskill, you know, via David Haynes, shout out, show, Still Alive, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which was just a phenomenal time. You did an amazing mm-hmm. job of putting everything together. And it was incredible to see just how much of a centerpiece you've made yourself in that Catskill community. Oh, thank you. That's nice. I think I think it comes down to, I was talking about this last night with a friend. Um, you know, back in the day, if you were a musician, you had to live in L.A., right? Um, and then musicians sort of changed that first. Now you just tour. You can be from Duluth, Minnesota and just tour and like you're fine. And I think that the visual arts are always just like a couple steps behind music, like musicians in that way. And now with like Instagram, um, obviously I did the New York, New York thing for like 15 years or so but now with instagram you know there's big artists from everywhere anywhere everywhere and i'm I'm meeting artists like around the world um and not from like you know outside of like london and berlin and whatnot if it's good art it's good art you know and if it's cool it's cool i want to like meet you and like let's hang out and do something and so yeah we made the move up here to you know we're in a couple hours north of the city have a little bit of land and it's just it's so nice and so pleasant and just calm and serene and beautiful um and i've been wanting to put on shows for a long time um but i just couldn't find a space like in manhattan or brooklyn to like make it happen and actually i had a studio in east harlem for a long time on the east side of new york of manhattan and i had that studio for a really long time and i I remember a few years back i was just kind of getting bored with it it was a little bit stale and so i started looking up in the bronx for like, I wanted it to like a storefront or some some kind of like raw space. So I found a couple of spaces in Mott Haven that I was looking at, ended up not taking them. But then that's where the Mott Projects idea comes from, um, Mott Haven, then also just like Mott Street, uh, Chinatown, just like super New York-y, you know? Um, it doesn't really mean anything. I don't know. I guess, I don't know what it means. It's just like, it was easy. And like the MMP logo was like kind of cool. I think I did like made the design before like I even knew what, what it was going to be. Um, and then just started like interviewing friends. And then we came up here. I have this barn in Catskill that I use as a studio. And then it's just, it's just such a great space. And then I was like, you know, maybe this could work for, for art shows, you know, let's, let's try it. And so the first one was a group show. 
October of 2021, uh, like four artists. And everyone said yes. And it was a lot of people that I'd already had connections with either I knew them or like through interviews or just the art world's not big, obviously people know people. Um, but I've only, you know, I've only had like one or two no's, which is interesting. Uh, so I've been really, really lucky with artists that are willing to take a chance, especially early on. And now, you know, we've had four or five, maybe six shows. And now it's, now there's artists like coming to me, you know, so now it's like kind of the opposite where I'm saying no <laughs> or saying, you know, like maybe let's talk later kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, just feel really lucky that people were willing to uh, trust me and kind of go with it. And every show has been great, man. Every show has been really unique, just great artists, good people. Had a lot of fun getting to know these people and working with them. Yeah, no, like I said, it, it was, that's still a live show with you, David, David's crew, you know, yeah. everybody in the community, like I said, um, there was just a, you know, a, a very, very certain amount of magic that was that was going down. Yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Hundred percent. And our main man Jack. Oh well, yeah, for sure. Props to Jack. He's in Europe right now, kicking it. Um, but it's funny because David was the first artist to actually come to the show. So the first show, the group show, I had a piece, but then there was an artist from Brooklyn who tried to come up, Royal Jarman, but his car like broke down. And then an artist from LA, David Matthew King, and then an artist from Prague, um, Martin Lukash. And so, you know, like no one came up for it. The second show was my friend Martin from Copenhagen, Pakistan, who didn't, you know, obviously couldn't make it. And then the third show was Noah Latif Lamb from Amsterdam. And then, and then David's show. So it was, it was a little bit, uh, it was a little bit, a little, a little scary. I was like, you know, I remember telling him like seven times, like, okay, so dude, like, it's, it's not Brooklyn. Like we're in, you know, we're a couple hours north. Um, it's a barn, <laughs> you know, like, it's like really, really be open about what we're getting into. And, and, you know, he came and we said, like you said, it's just like a blast. Just like great people, just a really, really magical weekend. Um, obviously it just loved it. Loved every minute of it. Yeah. So what is the lineup for 2023? Yeah. So we have, so there's some stuff happening in March, March. Um, can't, there's a big kind of thing happening in March, which is going to be cool. You know, kind of tell you more about that in a little bit, but then for, we have shows lined up for May, June, July, August. Um, May is there's an artist from Rome um, same sort of thing he kind of runs like a little I call it like a project space you know kind of like a progressive sort of pretty cool space in Rome and he reached out he's like love what you're doing let's do something I'm like totally so he wants to put together like a little group show I would let him curate it um, so I think that'd be good and then maybe down the road you know mm-hmm. I'll go to Rome and do something so that's May June is an artist from the Czech Republic. Um, I discovered last, or we like, we kind of like found each other last year on Instagram. Painter, which is really cool work. Really excited to like show his work and see his work in person. Uh, July is a a lady, a painter from Berlin, um, who again we've like kind of been friends, you know, for a while. Um, so really excited to show her work as well, and then. August will be my friend Niels, which is a painting. I kind of have it blurred, but he's a painter from Germany who was in the show in LA. We did a show in Los Angeles. He was one of the artists. Um, so he's going to have a group show or a solo show. And it's, it's cool because a lot of artists, it's their first show in New York, but also just like their first show in like the States, which is pretty rad. Um, and then, you know, again, it's just, if you're cool, 
like if we get along great but then also the the i mean the most difficult thing is like i just want to buy everything that i see and so i try to get like one like one piece from each show so it's like well you know i'm kind of building a little collection at the same time so just like showing art that i want artists that, that i think are good and cool and interesting that's phenomenal yeah. i love it yeah well, well look i uh am obviously pumped to uh you know see the barn again and hang out there again next year totally um and in the meantime um i think that it's it you know i'm, I'm equally as looking forward to just getting your notes on blade runner totally i'm dude it's gonna start like in 15 minutes i'm like i'm on it <laughs> let's do it i'm ready All right. perfect well then, really. then why don't we you know <laughs> I, I i don't hate the word unpack but i think that there's a good amount of unpacking there that, that we that sure. we're gonna need to do so I think what we should do is we could soft circle a chance yeah. to come back together. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. Perfect. Well, look, man, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Love, love what you're doing. So thanks for, thanks for having me. Much appreciated. And uh, let's do it again soon. Cool.